Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Local New York Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and in this week's episode, my guest is Ray Manasseh from the United Way of Central New York. Well, Ray reached out to me a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, a week ago. Ray reached out some time ago and was uh, talking to me about informing me of the 2020 kickoff cookoff that's happening uh, that the United Way of Central New York puts on every single year. And for obvious reasons, they've had to switch up the way that they do things this year. And so they have this great uh, program in place where you can hit up a bunch of different restaurants all around town. I mean, there are 20 different restaurants that you can go to in downtown Syracuse, in some of the little neighborhoods around downtown Syracuse, like Rise and Shine and Westcott or Thanos and uh, Import Market over in Holly Green, and also places like Toss and Fire, uh, Vince's Gourmet that are in North Syracuse. A lot of places that are involved in this program this year are also on the Eat Local New York card, like Glazed and Confused Donuts and the Ice Cream Stand, Kitty Hoynes, Limp Lizard, Oh My Darling, Rise and Shine, Sweet Praxis, Toss and Fire, Vince's Gourmet, and Water Street Bagel. Man, that makes me feel really happy to say all of those restaurants. Uh, anyways, it's a great program. Ray and I are going to talk a lot about it here in the podcast in this week's episode. And also, we're talking about his experiences in marketing. Um, because, well, I was fascinated by those things, and I wanted to find out who this person was sitting across from me. And guess what? I found out a little bit about him. So I'm really excited for it. I'm also very excited to make this announcement. Each year, the Eat Local New York card, or now it's the Eat Local New York card, before it was the Eat Local CNY card, but now uh, with the Eat Local New York card, we donate 20% of all of the card sales to a local charity. Our first year running the card, we chose In My Father's Kitchen, and last year we chose Helping Hounds to donate to. Uh, this year, we have decided to donate to United Way of Central New York. I did not tell Ray this before we sat down for the podcast. As a matter of fact, I made the announcement for the first time to anybody at the United Way right here live on this episode. Well, it's not live, but, you know, in person. <clears throat> and I'm really excited. I'm happy that I was, I'm, I'm very, I love being able to do that with the business. I say it in the podcast. I've said it before in podcasts. I've said it to a lot of people. Eat Local New York is not a, well, we are a for-profit business, but we don't pay ourselves anything. It's just, it's, you know, not the uh, direct intention of the business to not pay ourselves anything. Um, but the direct intention of the business is to do something good in our community, to support locally owned restaurants and locally owned businesses in the food and beverage industry. And so we do those things for free. Everything we do for them is free. We uh, bring them onto the card for free. We offer restaurants if especially if you're listening to this restaurant owners, please reach out. We offer you free uh, food photography uh, or photography of any sort, uh, really. We'll photograph your building or anything that's going on. Uh, make promotional videos. All, all the restaurants have to do is reach out and ask, and we will uh, go out there and do those things for them. And all of our profit, we have a, a couple people that work for us, but um, all the money that we make goes back into the business. It goes into investing in audio and video gear and, um, you know, running the podcast and um, buying the cards and all the other sort of things that, you know, are made up and running a business nowadays. 
uh, except for paying ourselves. And so one of the things that I absolutely love about being able to donate 20% to a local charity uh, because of the card sales is that I'm not so focused on, and don't get me wrong, I want to sell 100,000 of the Eat Local New York cards, but I'm not so focused on trying to maximize every little opportunity or, you know, whatever, to try and make more money to pay myself or to pay anybody. Uh, but that we want to be able to do, you know, everything we, we do, we want to be able to just help those in the community. I think I talk about that story that got us started here in this episode with Ray. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the goal. And so the United Way of Central New York, that's where we're going to be sending 20% of the money from the local New York cards to. So the card's uh, going to be set to launch October 1st. When you buy the card, you can start using it immediately. It's going to be good all the way through December 31st of 2021. And listen, there's 120 restaurants in the central New York area, maybe 110 now uh, in the central New, York, central New York area that all accept the card. So when you buy the card, you go out, you spend $25 or more at one of those participating restaurants. You show your card, you get $5 off your bill. We're adding key tags to the card this year. So you're, when you buy it, it's going to be $25 this year to buy the card, but you're going to get a card and a key tag. And yeah, we just hope that you go out and support local businesses because you have this card. So they're going to be available October 1st. And yeah, we're excited to be giving the 20% to the United Way of Central New York. Well, I've talked long enough. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Ray from the United Way of Central New York. All right, well, we're sitting here with you, with yes, Ray, with Ray. Uh, from the United Way. And uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on. Uh, you have this kickoff cook-off and a bunch of restaurants that are participating here in Syracuse. So, so tell us about it. I, could, I should probably start with the where this came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so kickoff cook-off, as people knew it, was an event that usually was happening at NBT Bank Stadium. Okay. There would be... <clears throat> Sorry, cough button. Um, there would be uh, 20, 25 different teams that were there. So it was, uh, companies would have a team. They would make something, some kind of dish. So um, Anheuser-Busch would have a chili made with their beer. And a team from um, Carrier would make you know a special thing. And everybody would dress up in these costumes. So it was sort of a theme competition. And then all the teams were also competing. The cook-off capacity was they would make the dish and they would compete because thousands of people would come into the stadium, pay mm. five bucks, and go around and sample oh, all cool. of the items. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Used to get, you know, and w- even as to last year, would get maybe close to 2,000 people mm. over a three-hour span. It was a, a pretty big event. Yeah. But we started the year and said, that's probably not going to happen. Mm. <laughs> For some, you know... <clears throat> for some reasons, we're probably not going to be having a few thousand people <laughs> sample foods made by people, you know, in different kitchens. And, yeah. you know, the health department was involved. It was always checked off. And I'm That's like, cool. this is I just don't see this on the horizon. Yeah. Was um, there a possibility of doing like a, just a very distanced version of it or was there no possibility at all? I'm, so we started throwing out ideas and there was, you know, maybe we can have people stop at the locations in one spot or maybe, mm. you know, so we started brainstorming. Um, 
Laura Surway from Lacey's Tapas mm. is a huge supporter of United Way. Mm. My office, I sit across from the Laura Surway conference room. Mm. I mean, she was there for, cool. she's helped start up Women United, which is an affinity group, a mm. uh, great thing to know about. Mm. And we started going back and forth about what could work because I, I guess the kernel, of the, the kernel of the idea is that I thought, okay, it's food focused. Yeah. It is, it, at its heart, it's really the kickoff campaign. It's the, it's the kickoff cookoff because it's kicking off the campaign season. Mm-hmm. So United Way really works with, you know, primarily with workplace donation campaigns with people going through and saying, okay, you know, we're going to get together. We'll talk about it's, you know, the start of another campaign season. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, make a donation for the first time. You could keep your donation where it is. You could do the step mm-hmm. up campaign and donate more. If you've never heard about United Way, we'll explain more about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Again, probably not going to have as many in-office gatherings of people getting together for this. So we're losing that aspect. Yeah. So it was the idea of, can we do something that's food focused that reaches into the local community and at its core for me as a marketer, it's how can I do something that's going to generate interest, Mm -hmm. awareness, um, and some action in terms of thinking through when you get that, form in front of you or that email from HR that says it's United Way campaign season, you're not just going, well, I don't know. I haven't heard of United Way. I'm not familiar with this. Like we need awareness at this moment of not only the name, Mm -hmm. but of what United Way is doing in the community. Right. Um, And it wasn't a big stretch to say, you know, as I was living at home through COVID, Mm -hmm. probably as you were, and I've, you know, heard you on other podcasts talking about, you know, food was a big focus for you. Mm And knowing that restaurants were going through just yeah. awful times. Yeah. You know, there were some that were figuring it out because maybe they already had the model. They already knew how to do takeout. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people between wait staff and cooks and cleaning staff and everybody else involved, it's like this is this is just a struggle. Yeah. And we're trying to make our businesses stay alive through all of this. We don't know when it's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So I thought through my own you know, personal side of we were trying to support as many local places as we could. We always did support local, but we were like, at least once a week, if not more, we have to order from somebody. We have to make sure that we're going out there and doing something. And I'm like, we could do something food-related, obviously. They're restaurants. We could do something that uh, would involve the companies. You know, they had budgets for doing these pieces of you know, underwriting and sponsoring and they're not going to go anywhere with that. Mm-hmm. If we come up with something that's really fun and interesting and they enjoy this, they might want to put a sponsorship to it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> going out to the restaurant community and starting to ask ideas, asking Laura Surway and saying, okay, what do you think? You know, How would this work? And we first started off with the idea of let's do a kickoff cookoff where we'll team up the companies and they'll work with a restaurant and they'll go into the restaurant and they'll make the dish together. Mm. And I'm like, it, it was a great idea. Yeah. From where we were when this started, <laughs> like, we can't put chefs, you know, more than two or three in the line right now. We're not right. going to be able to get, you know, the, the president of the company to come in and <laughs> whip up a dish and start selling it. So that's probably not going to happen. So we scaled it back. We went a different direction. And it really just came, it, it was, how do we support the restaurants? Well, we just get, we get customers. Hmm. How do we generate awareness for United Way? do the same sort of thing as we did with the kickoff cookoff traditionally and put an item on the menu that would say, this is our, our entry. Mm -hmm. 
And then we said, all right, take away the competition. Let's just make this about just go support the restaurant. That's cool. The thing is when we reached out to restaurants and I started making these calls and I was so coming from a sales side of things where I didn't have to sell, but I worked with salespeople. Yeah. And to know that, you know, in the past it was, you know, so somebody calls from a media company and they say, oh, well, I don't know. We called up and we said, you know, here's the idea. And everybody said, it's supporting United Way. Yes. Okay. We're in. And I'm like, that, that's it? Yes. What do you need? I said, we would need, you know, put something on the menu. Or you could make a day and say, you know, today all, this, all of our, a portion of our proceeds will go to United Way. Or you could, you know, tell me what you want. And everyone across the board was like, sure, we'll do it. We can figure it out if we're, if we're open and we can make this work. So in some cases, it was reaching out to restaurants that, you know, I, I wanted to have, you know, some of my favorites that were yeah. locally owned and they're just not in a position yet. Right. You know, I mean, I, I could say I think probably the first one I thought of was Darwin's. Oh, yeah. You know, I love Darwin's. I've always loved it since we came back to town. I found the place and I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah. But they're not in a position yet to open. Right. And I'm like, ah, but you know what? Daryl from Darwin's, he was like, we are going to be supporting you. Whatever we do in the future, we'll figure it out. I'm like, I just want to, we need to bring the support to you. Yeah. And that all ties together with this is what United Way does. Mm. You know, we are, we are not the people that are running programs, but when you donate to United Way, we're supporting the effort for all of these programs across the community. Mm. You know, it's a community focus that you take the money in and you put it back out but working together with this, actually being able to take these dollars in larger amounts, it works for Central New York. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, there's some great restaurants. I mean, a pizza, uh, dinosaur, the fish fryer, glazed, Lacey's, Kitty Hoynes, uh, Grimaldi's, Limp Lizard, Rise and Shine. Original. I mean, I'm listing all of them, but I mean, there are really some amazing restaurants. I love that not all of them are right in downtown, you know, that you have like Vince's up in North Syracuse and, um, Limp Lizard, yeah, uh, Grimaldi's. Yeah, it's some pretty cool spots, especially popular ones that people are going to go to anyways. Well, and that's uh, really at the core of it, and we've heard from other people from other restaurants that said, you know, we'd like to be involved by weren't we approached. Yeah. I would love to have everybody involved. Mm -hmm. um, the coordination really started with how do we make this, again, it's about awareness, mm -hmm. and how do we do this without spending an exceptional amount on media? Yeah. We had great media sponsors that have gone above and beyond. Yeah. Um, CNY Central, Syracuse.com, mm. um, Cumulus, so yeah. 95X and 93Q. Um, yeah. They've been fantastic. And in many cases, it's been you know a, a ridiculous amount of in-kind that's been given to help support this effort. Yeah. It was, if you look across the board on everybody that's listed here, primarily, it's they were the top social media feeds in Syracuse. Mm. So they had an Instagram following or they yeah. had a Facebook following, they could support their own effort. Yeah. We didn't have to stand it up and say, okay, 20 restaurants and we're going to put you all into a commercial and you're going to, you know, we're going to try and <laughs> because the audience doesn't understand that. We right. can't, we can't put all of these things out there at the same time and be like, go to all 20 in 20 <laughs> second, you know, in a 30 second commercial. Mm -hmm. How do you explain that? <laughs> so they individually could have the efforts mm. so we produced the landing page in-house we produced all the print work all of the other pieces that's cool and <clears throat> took the logos everyone said here you go ready to go it's all ready um 
put it all together and then gave each of the restaurants elements for them to be able to incorporate into their social media. Mm -hmm. So Instagram stories and Facebook pieces and all the elements and said, use it how you want to. Mm -hmm. The second step on it was, you know, when everyone said, because we didn't go out initially asking for the restaurants to make a donation for the items. We just said, can you put something on to help us, you know, make this effort work? Yeah. But the restaurants were the ones that came back and said, no, we'll give you 50 cents. We'll give you a buck. We'll give you this. We'll do, we'll see how it's, you know, how it sells and we'll go, you know, most of them said, I'm not going to commit to, you know, I don't want to give you just a dollar on this because I'm going to add more on to it if I don't feel like it was enough. Yeah. That's cool. I, that, the kind of support that we have in our community, mm-hmm. I mean, that to see that, to know that businesses in a lot of cases are facing challenges like no one's ever seen before. COVID has been hitting them in a way that they can't expect. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's coming next, but that they say, I don't care. We know what this yeah. is supporting. We're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of restaurants that are um, jumping in to support one another like crazy, especially in downtown. Downtown's kind of always been that way. Uh, I shouldn't say always been that way. There's, uh, I've heard plenty of stories over the years of one restaurant owner supporting another, giving them something that they need, an ingredient, sharing, whatever the case is. Yep. But especially now, I mean, um, I was at Three Lives uh, one night. Before they'd even done their soft opening, they were just having like some pe- a couple people down, uh, some like late nights to kind of you know try one or two items on the menu and yada yada yada. And I was down there one night, uh, hanging out, and Adam across from across the street at Funkin' Waffles walked over. He was in the kitchen cooking. They got a break, and he ran over just to say hi and hang out with them. And he's sitting there eating the food, telling them how great it was. I mean. Granted, it's Funkin' Waffles and Three Lives, and so it's not like another waffle restaurant opened up across the street, but it's still a competitor. It's still somebody who's going to be pulling customers. And he was over there hanging out with them, laughing, supporting them. I mean, there was really some great support in our community, uh, even amongst the people that, quote-unquote, compete with one another. Yeah, I mean, this is it's it's Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And the reach out to the restaurants was, we had board members that would say, I have a connection. I can call Original Grain. I can, you know, I'm... With Exo Taco, I can do this piece. I can fix this. I can put that in. Um, and then the communication between the restaurants. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's Syracuse. Yeah. It's essential New York. Once you start to kind of connect with one, then you figure out another. And yeah. if you're out there, I'm you know spending too much of my budget on going to lunch at pretty much every local place I can find. And it's like, this is what happens, though, is you start to run into the same people. So right. you figure out pretty quick. Like Hanover Square, it's like, you go and you look at like the list here and it's like sweet praxis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Jen and Natalie were in yeah. and they were one of the first ones that said, yes, That's cool. um, go over to water street bagel, like Meg Dallas. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What do you need? How do we make this work? And you just keep going around the corners and you're like, they're fish fryer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, you know, Amanda Hughes over at ice cream stand. They're like we love Amanda. Like everybody yeah. is all connected to each other That's cool. and they all work together and they all know, you know, this is okay. They're doing that. Great. Let's do it. And it was like the dominoes just kind of went as we started to get one. Then they were like, Oh, well, if they're doing that, you know, and what are they doing? And you're like, they're going to do this. <laughs> yes, we're in. So it's, it's the beauty of the, the, the community that's there yeah. for, for downtown, for Syracuse. 
and then out of downtown, mm -hmm. you know, to look at like Vince's and to look at Limp Lizard and places and Toss and Fire yeah. who all have connections between each other as well. Right. And like they have connections to the restaurants downtown. And you, I mean, you've had enough people through that, you know, it's, I mean, you know that the, the restaurant world is like, somebody's going to go from one place to the other. Like they're not probably going from being like a chef to a computer programmer. Like mm -hmm. they're going from a chef to being a <laughs> chef, like somewhere else. And it's a small community of people. Yeah. So you're marketing director for the United Way in Central New York. Is that correct? I am the uh, the the chief marketing officer. Chief marketing officer. There we go. Nice. It's, it's a title. Yeah, it is a title. It yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when did you get into marketing? Um, let's see. If we're going all the way back, um, I, I don't like saying things in terms of 20 years, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like right. my wife will tell me, I'll be like, oh, that was a couple years ago. She's like, no, it was 10 years ago. And I'm like. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's, it was 10 years ago. That's funny. Um, I did, so let's say I came out of Syracuse University uh, with an English degree and thought I was going to be a teacher for a long period of time through college and got to the last year and said, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> I I had a lot of teachers in my family, a lot of teachers I admired. I went out and I said, I just don't think I can be in the classroom doing the lessons the way this are. Mm -hmm. And People said, okay, you know, you've got the experience with it. You don't need to go into teaching, but congratulations, you now have an English degree. <laughs> so um, I went from there to, I thought, all right, I, I think I'd go into advertising. I think I like copywriting. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I'll check that out. And I did a part-time stint with, for the first two weeks, it was a small agency uh, in town. It was called J.T. Spock and Associates. Mm. And they said, all right, you're going to be a copywriter. You're going to be a uh, public relations person. You're going to be a production manager. And we'll try it out and see how it goes. And two weeks later, they said, okay, you're on full-time as copywriter, <laughs> production manager, and, per and public relations person. <laughs> so it was, and that was down on Salina Street. It's now an apartment building right next to where the salt market is. Okay. Um, it was the Empire Building, I think. Okay. And there was a little deli down there called Jack's, called mm -hmm. Mini Jack's which from a food perspective, it was like the best pastrami. Really? Yeah. He was, it was fantastic. Wow. And he used to say, oh, I get my pastrami in from New York. I, I, again, mm. he was probably lying to me, but <laughs> like I could eat pastrami sandwich because I was just out of college and every day was like, you know, yeah. hot pastrami. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, so from there over to um, another small agency named Crawford Advertising that was over towards uh, Franklin Square. Okay. And I said, okay, I really enjoy copywriting, but I really enjoy um, radio. Because in copywriting and writing, so I say copywriting, people are like, does that mean you put a you know, right. copyright on something? No, <laughs> it's just copy is the words. And so I would write radio scripts, and I was like, I really like writing radio. Mm -hmm. So there was a station group in town, uh, now known as iHeartMedia, mm -hmm. was Clear Channel, yeah. was seven radio stations. There were you know, two, so I came in as a creative director. I had another creative director that I was working with. Um, three full-time producers. Hmm. It was a pretty large operation that was producing hmm. commercials for, this was, again, 1998, uh, 2000. Okay. So radio was still like a, it was a go-to for a lot of people. Yeah. And the thing that I think brought me into and why I've got so much focus on local is when you work with seven radio stations and you work with this many different kinds of stations and this many different kinds of clients, it gave me, I grew up in Liverpool, I went to Syracuse, but when you start to understand local businesses and what people are trying to do, 
and you understand how much money they're putting into mm-hmm. and how much hope they have in this campaign, yeah. you start to take the idea of local business more seriously. Yeah, for sure. You start to say, okay, I'm playing with someone's savings. Mm-hmm. You know, this can't just be a, it's going to have to be, you know, it can't just be done for the glory of, you know, we made an, uh, an award-winning campaign. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, it's just a boring campaign. Right. Like you have to do something to hope that you're going to drive some results for these businesses because yeah. you're going to run into them. They live yeah. here. This isn't like you just, <laughs> you're not just getting a, a, an order over the internet and yeah, just filling sure. it in. Like you're going to see this person and you're going to be like, I hope this was successful. And mm-hmm. it's like you start, when you put that kind of pressure on, yeah. you know, the copy, the medium and all these mm. pieces, you start to think through like, what am I doing here? God, that's, that's pretty interesting to hear you say that because uh, as someone, you know, we do the part of the business is we do the marketing for six restaurants in town. And there's, uh, in that time, I've done radio spots for two of them. And one of them, I think I did a pretty good job with. The other one, they always seem to suck. Um, but I've never ran into a salesperson at a radio station in town that's ever, like, come any anywhere close to feeling or saying anything like what you just said about you know i have to realize i'm you know this is the restaurant owner's savings or what are the business owner's savings or whatever the case is i well i wasn't because i wasn't in sales yeah because i was coming at it from a creative standpoint gotcha i could say yeah you know my to their effect it was right. you know they're trying to make a sale because they're yeah. also trying to make a living right for sure my I was the, the non-salary employee, the one when, you know, you go to a car dealership, they're like, we don't have salaries. We don't yeah. care if you buy a car. Of course you care. Right. But you also know that, you know, I'm going to get paid yeah. until someone says, well, this job doesn't make sense and they get rid of you. But right. I'm going to get paid up until this point because hmm. I'm doing something. And if I can do more for someone, it will, it'll help. Yeah. Um, and they'll keep coming back, you know, show more value. So there's something to be said for the power of advertising to help grow a business Mm -hmm. if it works. So at that point, you know, it was definitely radio could be used for restaurants. It was a challenge because you're trying to sell a largely visual medium, you know, and people would always go to the thing of, you know, let's just make the steak sizzle. Right. You know, and (laughs) if we use the, you know, the, the sonic brand, then we're going to make somebody. Mm -hmm. Yes. Later on in life, I went to work for cats media, Mm -hmm. um, which was a national radio company. They wrapped 95% of the stations around the country. Mm-hmm. And we worked with, you know, with Starbucks and Target mm-hmm. and Home Depot and Burger King. And, yeah. you know, we did these sonic brand studies and found, like, if you had the, uh, the gong <laughs> of the, the Taco Bell bell mm-hmm. going off, that you, we ran studies and the people said, well, without even saying, this is Taco Bell, we play the sound and we're like, what, do you, what does that make you feel? <laughs> And people said, hungry. I'm hungry. I want a taco. And I'm like, the power that we have with this medium, too, because it does radio and audio, does this great thing about connecting with people's brains in subconscious ways. And they can actually kind of, so, you know, as I'm talking through the microphone right Mm -hmm. now, and like there's this whole idea of you hear it and it triggers you in a way that your eyes won't let you figure it out. Yeah. You'll start to think through and think these things. And I think it's, it can be done wonderfully or it can be done quickly and cheap and Mm -hmm. kind of do what you expect yeah most people are not pushing for you know bigger results and for doing something that's going to be unusual because it's it's you have to take a risk on it right yeah we i mean listen last year we did um 
uh, which we I don't know what we're going to do this year. We can't really figure it out. The The new Eat Local card comes out October 1st is when we're going to launch it. And, uh, you know, last year we did a launch party at IBU, uh, which unfortunately is about to no longer exist. And But we had like four food trucks, and it was great. I mean, we had uh, maybe like 140 people there, and... They all they all got dinner like they you you paid forty dollars you got the card for that year but then you got dinner from any of the food trucks and two pints, and we had a band and we had helping hounds there because that was the charity last year that we don't it was a great time and we can't you know do that this year right um, I was trying to decide if I was trying to think if like could I get a huge field and do like a brewery tour and then just keep every booth like. 30 feet apart and try and do some massive so you want to do like a 5k food tour yeah right you could just say by the time this is done you've actually completed like a half marathon that actually sounds like honestly when you said that the first thing that popped to my head you're that was a joke but i took (laughs) it's 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 never it's there's always a part joke and sort of a part idea this is you know when you're like oh why don't we have you know the 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 company president go and make a dish like (laughs) you if you don't open it up and think why not right if you don't actually consider some options like yeah so that might be and i think that's the whole thing if it connects with people and they can picture right. it you know it's the 5k food tour right why not i was thinking what's i think they did somewhere around our area it's like the country's longest yard sale right it goes from like the, sh- is this the one down by montezuma maybe no. it's like it goes for like 20 or 30 miles or something like that okay uh, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Uh, anyways, well, I could do something like that, but for a brewery tour, like stretch it out over the, over like a mile long and just every, that might be, that might be, that's not going to happen this year, but that's not a terrible idea. I, it's not a terrible idea. I think that the, uh, the, the, the loop around the lake, maybe yeah, you can you that'd know, be really cool. start working on trying to get the, uh, the booth set yeah, up. They definitely wouldn't let me do that this year, but, um, Anyways, last year when we were doing the uh, the launch party, we were about two weeks away from it, and uh, the ticket sales and the, uh, were just weren't great. They weren't like we had sold like twenty tickets. And Syracuse is unfortunately not for everything, but for a lot of the events, it is kind of like and maybe not just Syracuse. I'm sure it happens all over the place. It's like a last minute city. You know, it's like sounds like a great event we'll make our decision on if we're going to go, if we're going to buy a ticket like the day before or the day of, in our case, it was like the day before. And most of it was the day of like, we were selling tickets like crazy on that day of the event. But the thing that I turned to was radio. It was like the, it's like, all right, I need to get, we were running Facebook ads for the event. You know, people were mentioning it like crazy. I was on my Instagram stories, driving the followers crazy, like, five times a day doing a story about go buy your ticket, swipe up to buy your ticket. And then we went to the radio and, you know, we got some, definitely got some good results from that. It's a broadcast medium, Mm -hmm. which takes a different kind of thought. Yeah. You know, that's, so a large part of what we're doing here, I mean, has been primarily social media, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but connecting to the audience. So if you're in social media, you know that you have someone that's following you. Obviously you can buy ads, you can boost posts. Yeah. And do different things to try and reach out to other audiences. Mm-hmm. But you know that you've cultivated an audience who's here for what reason? Right. Eat, if it's eat local, you know why they're there. Yeah. You know, they like food. Mm-hmm. They like local. They want to see pictures. 
and you don't do things that go too far off of your brand. Right. I mean, we have to be careful with, you know, United Way has so many different pieces, Mm -hmm. so many different aspects for why someone is following us. Like, we want to make sure this still fits with the audience and it says, you know, they don't want to just see food pictures. Right. You know, they want to know more about how do I support the community? How is this working for the mm-hmm. causes? How is this helping the nonprofits in town? Yeah. And so it's, you know, again, it's the dance of that. The the radio thing of being able to rely on someone like like Ted and Amy, mm-hmm. um, they were the hosts for Kickoff Cookoff every year. Okay. So to be able to go back to them and it was an automatic thought was, Ted and Amy, are, they're the presence. They were yeah. the ones that hosted it. They gave out the awards. They emceed the event. They did all the pieces. And they have this following in the community. I, I, when I met, or I, I've met Ted and Amy, but when I saw them last year, so I've only been with United Way for about less than a year. Okay. And I saw them last year and I said, just so you know, I'm like, when I was working in New York at a national level in radio and I would write up spec scripts for some people <laughs> and I'd write some copy in there and I wrote up this one example and I said, you know, you know, da, 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 you know, whatever the product was, you know, and the idea was they were going to work at like work into festivals or do something. Mm-hmm. And, and I wrote someone else in there and I, it was whatever the example was. Mm. And I said, it was in Syracuse. Yeah. And one of the presidents from one of the divisions came up to me and said, if you were going to do something in Syracuse, wouldn't you use Ted and Amy? <laughs> <laughs> I went, I'm sorry. <laughs> How yeah. familiar are you with Syracuse and why? Right. Like most of the people in New York were like, oh, if yeah. you're going home to Syracuse, do you need your passport to get back right. in? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, they have a presence. They have a, because they're professionals. And this is like the same experience that, you know, when I moved to New York and I told my wife, I'm bringing the radio and she hadn't listened to radio because she had been in New York. Mm -hmm. We were long distance for seven years. Okay. She was there. She had not had it. Now she's like, I'm great. The old man has moved in and he brought a shower (laughs) radio with him. But she started listening to, in New York, it was Elvis Duran. Yeah. Because he broadcasted out of New York. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was like an experience for her was like, he's talking about the things in New York. And like, yes, yeah. I was like down around, you know, downtown and saw some of the people from Elvis Duran. Like they live there, they work there. This was their experience. And mm. she felt like it was connecting with her again. Yeah. She hadn't listened since like Ted and Amy in Syracuse, but now she was in mm. it and was connected to it. And I think that's what the value is, is that if you have a medium like radio where you have local hosts, mm. where you have the Ted and Amy, or you have the people on 95X or the people over at Galaxy or the people that, you know, uh, the, the support we get with, like, Dave Allen over at WSYR. Like, yeah. they live here. Dave Allen is the host on the, the radio show at WSYR in the morning. Mm. He's the ECC. He runs the campaign for Clear Channel. Mm. Sorry, for iHeartMedia. Yeah. Like, he has a commitment to, I want this to work. Yeah. And you got to know, even though it's a national brand, and, I mean, this is the whole thing. I don't want to take down national brands because Mm -hmm. you still have local people here doing it. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have like franchises in here, but there are still local people working there, owning them. Yeah. You know, Chick-fil-A you were talking about earlier. I mean, he's a local owner. Right. Exactly. And there are Syracuse people working there. So we don't want to just say only go local. Right. Even though you eat local, I'm probably like, you're like, <laughs> you're like get up and leave now. No, no but, I, mean, I had this conversation with Chris Fowler way uh, back when he was running for mayor. Right. And uh, we went, uh, we did this, I did this series called Dinner with the Candidates. And so back when the race was going on, I had dinner with Chris, with uh, Marty Masterpole, with Ben Walsh, and with Andrew Maxwell for like the two week time that he was in it. And, um, it was, uh, and so we would just, I would go to dinner with them. And then as 
this before the podcast. We had a blog at the time that we would do like a, I think a monthly uh, issue, and we had like five writers, and uh, it didn't work. And so I would go to dinner with them, and uh, the first one I did was with Chris. So I'd go to dinner with him, talk to him about everything, and then I would. The thought was I would write a blog about it yeah. about that candidate. And absolutely loved it. That was like the only time that it was like the first thing that really got me interested in local politics. The thing that really got me interested in local politics was Juanita's campaign, the Westcott massacre event. That is my favorite political story ever. I mean, it like, yeah, I love that story. Uh, not because it was so, it was just amazing to see, to be able to see that like one thing like that, could completely sway the results of an, like an election mm -hmm. is fascinating to me, especially here in Syracuse, New York, just absolutely fascinating to me. Um, yeah, that was the thing that really, it, yeah, I mean, we don't, I, I, yes. Who knows if, she, who knows if Juanita had like the, had it in the bag, but it felt like she did when that happened. It, it from, my memory is that, like, it was definitely Juanita and Ben. Um, I forget the Laura, who was, run, who was the Republican candidate. And then you had Howie that's, you know, run for every office uh, anywhere. And uh, so it was really the four of them at that point. And, um, you know, when, like, Syracuse.com was doing their, like, four-way, uh, you know, talks, it was really just Ben and Juanita. I mean, that's really all it was. Um I made the joke that it seemed that like Laura and Howie, it was like the parents who were like in the living room while their kids were arguing, not getting involved in the conversation. That's really kind of what it felt like. Um, do, you, do you think we're, but are we, are we the, the norm? I mean, I think when I start talking like local mm -hmm. politics and about, you know, what the board, you know, what, yeah. what's happening over here and how this is working. And I'm like, I don't know if the, the rest of, you know, Syracuse is kind of as invested in this or knows yeah. what's happening, right. which I wish more people did, Yeah, you know, and understood like, you know, this, this is how government works. Right. This is your common counselor. This is what, you know, mm -hmm. they represent your district. Like yeah. I, that kind of level of politics, I'm not sure. I mean, I have to think back and I'm like, did I learn this in government? Like, right. did I understand like, this is how government works? Yeah. Listen, I just realized the importance of the common counselor over like the last two years uh you know i'm 34 so i definitely did not learn it in politics and government in high school uh and i didn't care enough to really look into it in the other adult years before two before 32 uh but being like connected more into like a local community you know doing what i do in syracuse it's and meeting different people it's like okay so you're like for like we have chickens now in our backyard and we live in the city and that's illegal uh, but before I got the chickens, I was like, okay, well, it's illegal. I need to go talk to someone in government who's going to allow me to do this. And I quickly realized the only person I can really go to is going to be my common counselor for my district. Uh, he never returned my phone calls. <laughs> Oddly enough, it was during COVID and I was calling and saying, I want chickens. Please call me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there were some other things. Maybe there were some other things. Maybe. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've realized that, you know, common council is really one of the most important positions in local government. Yep. Um, yeah. 
but I don't so no, I don't think the community at large is really as interested in the local. I've told that story about like the Westcott massacre plenty of times. I referenced that and you're really one of the first people in maybe the last year that's like looked like, you know, oh yeah, I know what that I, is. I spend too much time on Twitter as well. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't tweet, but I will it's like I'm a Twitter lurker. I'm yeah. just but that's you see the people that are kind of doing the stories and Yeah. We are not as, um, I mean, through consolidation, through a lot of things, we are not as filled with media as we mm-hmm. previously were. I right. mean, that's, I mean, yeah. obviously, I, I, my time with, you know, a national media company ended because my division was just yeah, gone. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that happens. Right. Um, sure. But a lot of that has gone to, to you with a podcast, mm-hmm. to someone else with a Twitter feed, with someone else that's, you know, yeah. it's the gaps are being filled in and the stories are being told. Oh, just yeah. you have to do more work to find them now. Yeah. And once you find them and you're like, okay, I've got a reliable source. I've got someone who's connected and understands yeah. how to tell the story. But it that fracturing has also led to, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to promote an event and you say, okay, how am I going to reach people here? Mm. I can't just do broadcast. I need to have a social media presence. Right. You know, and it goes back to, you know, full circle. I need to find the restaurants who can speak to their audiences directly. Yeah. And they've built that up because they say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the time and spend the money and I'm going to have a social media manager. I'm going to hire eat local and have them do this for me. So, you know, that's, that's just another piece of the marketing. I try to talk to, um, I mean, more and more people are getting, uh, becoming aware, like business owners or I talk to. There's some great business owners and restaurant owners that do a phenomenal job with their marketing efforts here in Syracuse, but there's still so many. I mean, by and large, the whole area is so far behind the times when it comes to it. I mean, it, my job at Gearhart's, where I'm the marketing manager, we're producing consistent cooking videos. And granted, we're really fortunate that we have the gear and we have this great test kitchen where we can do whatever we want. And I mean, it's a restaurant supply and equipment place, so we better have all that. But no one has in Syracuse has put out consistent Matt Reed's been doing some stuff with Mm -hmm. his spatchcock funk, but nobody before Matt was really putting out consistent like cooking videos. Right. Uh, which just seems crazy to me. I, you know, and I, and I keep going back to, you know, I came back from, I was in New York for three years. Right. We were long distance for seven. Mm-hmm. So I got a New York experience of yeah. you know, being there all the time and then living there. And then I came back to town with Twitter and I was following basically food trucks. Mm-hmm. It was my <laughs> way of figuring out where is Gorilla Cheese? Where is, you know, where, how am I going to find whoever's in my, yeah. so I was working in Midtown and it was constant. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, you have a market, you have people. They're hungry. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to get the food. And so you basically are chasing around these trucks trying to find, like, you know, I really wanted to have schnitzel <laughs> and go. Like, if I don't get schnitzel today, like, yeah. I've got to figure out, like, you know, I'd be like, well, I can't do the meeting then because <laughs> schnitzel's going to be there from right. 12 to 2. Like, <laughs> but Twitter was a way to follow these people. Yeah. And it was also a way to keep up with, like, there were there were food blogs that were just dedicated to midtown lunches. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could ask them a question. I'm like, you know, Carnegie John, my favorite guy on the corner of my <laughs> Carnegie Hall. You know, he had the best, like, you know, char-grilled burger, like, and mm. uh, he had, like, just fantastic street food. Yeah. And, but I would follow them all by Twitter. Yeah. And when I first came back, and this was, you know, years ago, it was, I was, like, trying to find people, and I'm like, wait, 
nobody's saying where they are. Like hmm. nobody, it's because there weren't as many food trucks. Yeah. There wasn't sort of a consistent schedule of like, you know, there weren't, it didn't have that same following. Right. So I'm like, I guess Twitter doesn't really work here. Yeah. Like, and this was, I was working with clients because I came back and working with a, with an agency. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I feel like Syracuse Twitter at that point wasn't really happening. Yeah. It was, it just kind of like, yes, in New York, it was like active and in you. Right. And then it was just kind of like, we put a, we put a post on Facebook and then the Twitter feed was look at our post on Facebook. And I'm like, I, I just had a, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know if I, I agree with you. I've never, we have a Twitter account for eat local. Um, I've never had a client. A lot of clients are like, should we put, be on Twitter? I'm like, no. Don't pay me to be. Don't pay me to rent, run your Twitter account. It's not going to work. I don't know if I don't know of a scene. I don't know if there is like a sub scene in Syracuse of Twitter that works. That's really dedicated to Twitter. I follow some of like the reporters yeah. uh, on there. Um, Def Jeff is one of them, especially during like an SU basketball game. You know, he's on there tweeting. You know, everything that you know Bayheim saying and that kind of stuff. And um, and and that's sports are. Yeah, they're a piece that brings us all together in terms of yeah. in terms of the media. Like, right. so I could follow. So, being able to watch a game with others, like to, to see Brent Axe's feed, mm-hmm. to see you know Def Jeff doing the yeah. I, let's say Def Jeff Herbert as he is right. now. Yeah. So in the radio, did he day, change? He did. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he still went by Def Jeff. I, I think he goes as Jeff Herbert. Ah, okay. But he was. I mean, this was also. This was a time of me working yeah. with uh, Hot 107.9. Right. And it was, the morning show was Marty, the one-man party. Yeah. <laughs> Just Marty now on 95X. And Shannon and Def Jeff, yeah. who is now Jeff Herbert. Right. So everybody, and and I was doing commercials for the country club. So, yeah. I mean, it's like everybody has, we've all grown in a way. So it's, you know, yeah. things are not what they were. Right. We've all, we've all. Yeah. We've all changed. We've yeah, evolved. Sure. We have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twitter just, I mean, and even other, uh, you know, social media. We just, I just had a, a restaurant owner send a DM to like all of the accounts that I manage on Instagram, but it was just a uh, full URL copy from a Facebook uh, thing. So she, this person literally just like copied their URL and then sent it. And so I clicked on it thinking like, well, maybe this is like a specific post or maybe this is like a specific event. And when I clicked on it, it was just their Facebook page for the restaurant. And so um, I messaged and I was like, hey, uh, I got this. And I don't know if it was supposed to be any words with it or (laughs) if if you sent it accidentally. Is it doing something? (laughs) Right. And uh, they said, no, I just wanted to get the word out about our Facebook page. And uh, I was like, Oh, okay. And so I immediately followed it up with, we do free pictures for restaurants if you ever want to have us come in for you. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's still other platforms that people just, you know, don't get, you know, listen, when I first started doing the social for, um, uh, cause we had Keystone media was like the first company before eat local. Okay. And then we just merged it all. But uh, before Eat Local, Keystone Media was just doing social media for restaurants. And when I first started doing that, people weren't even familiar in, like, people weren't posting pictures of their food. The good ones that were doing a good job with their social in the area were posting really bad pictures of their food, like blurry and, you know, the flash was on it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, when I first started, it was like people were still just typing out. Today's special is a delicious fried haddock sandwich with, you know, French fries. I 
the, the tools that, I mean, again, everything takes time, mm-hmm. everything takes effort, but it's the little, it's the nuances. You know, you're a restaurant. You don't right. just, the pieces that go into it, you know, I loved, um, it was a radio client that, that worked, mm-hmm. was we used to work with uh, BC Restaurant. Yeah. I remember Bill Collins. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a wonderful restaurant. It did great food. And he used radio to kind of paint a picture of what he was doing. Mm -hmm. But everything with him was he was very particular about every script, about the word choice. Hmm. And I I appreciate that. I mean, it's like we would have to go head-to-head on things sometimes. But it was Hmm. every word in your matters, it was the same way. He put the same attention into what he was doing on the plate as you're selling my food. Hmm. You're selling my my brand. I care about what this says and the choice and the nuance. And it's like, yeah, and that's uh, that way – it's a lot sometimes to ask a restaurant owner mm-hmm. to write the copy, yeah. you know, or take the picture or do the piece if they're not familiar with it or they're not good. So right. they, they come to you mm-hmm. or they come to an agency and they can have them help them build this. Yeah. Um, but once you start to see it, it's like that's I mean, it's I think the nuance matters. I mean, yeah. uh, yes, I'm a font snob. If you use Comic Sans, I'm not eating your food. <laughs> but. Like, this is, all of these choices matter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. See, I struggle with that in my, uh, now at Gearhars because it is, you know, it's such an, uh, it's a business that has really been way, they've never had anybody doing marketing, but it's been way out of the times in any of the marketing that they did. I mean, they bought Central Restaurant Supply three years ago, and we still have like six phone calls a day asking for Central Restaurant Supply. Um, so like, that's how poor the marketing has been. Um, but like, even with the podcast, I'm uh, kind of like, listen, I'm not going to edit this. I'll edit this a little bit, but, uh, it's really just going to go out there. And right. like, I look at even, you know, this flyer and it's very well done. And I struggle with this stuff the most as a marketing person, because I'm just like, okay, information who what when where why is on there and the logos on there and boom it's done and having to and then now going through like 10 different edits of well let's see what it looks like if we put that color there or if we change that font or that's something is being in marketing i struggle with i think it's it can be a struggle especially as the idea is in process mm-hmm. so it was i started this process with I'm going to so I had the conversation with Laura Surway. Mm-hmm. We talked to our sponsors. We talked to restaurants that might be involved. And I started off with basically building this entire deck and saying, okay, here's I'm gonna write out the idea. Yeah. So from a consumer standpoint, what is their experience? Mm. And if you kind of think through from step one when they hear about it to step two, what are they doing with it? It's the who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. And you write it all out and you say, okay, this is the full experience. What do they need? Hmm. And I was like, okay, they need to know where to go. So, yeah. um, my colleague and we're not large department. Sierra hmm. Schaefer is fantastic. Hmm. I don't even want to say her name because somebody's going to try and steal her. Yeah. However, <laughs> she, you know, to build a landing page on a MailChimp platform that yeah. we already subscribed to for free. That's great. Yeah. And just be able to showcase all the logos and then being able hmm. to, you know, this is, uh, again, giving me all the tricks here, but this is all Canva. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, I love Canva. It's you're loading them all in and then sharing the files between the two of us. We're going back and forth. Right. We share the same folders. All the logos were already in. Yeah. It's the organization of it. And then hmm. saying, what is the most important thing for the, the this people for Canva. that's 
at the end of the day, this, you know, the card that's here was the think through the experience and say, um, and for the, for the radio listeners, uh, I'm holding the thousand dollar CNY dining package card, um, which is telling people that if you take a picture of it, use the hashtag mm-hmm. Instagram or Facebook and you like us, you'll be entered to win the package. Yeah. That's one side of the card. The other side, it says this meal made a difference. Mm-hmm. I wanted the, I wanted people to know when they did purchase that item or they went on that day, you know, this is a reinforcement of it's reinforcing the restaurant was doing something good for the community mm-hmm. and was helping to support United Way. Yeah. So it was just one more piece that I said, okay, this is not a heavy lift. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said, well, we could, you know, have a, you know, a thing where we have receipts and somebody entered the receipts and then I go too heavy, yeah, too much. I don't, I've worked in restaurants, granted I work more in, you know, in bars than mm-hmm. I did, you know, serving, but my wife was a waitress for, mm-hmm. you know, a number of places around town. And I was like, do we want one more thing that the wait staff has to try and figure out right. during all of this? Yeah. Like they're trying to figure out, you know, is the food there? Is it in the bag? Did I put in the utensils? Mm-hmm. Did I, you know, staple this on here? Did <laughs> I do this? I was like, no, it's a card. It's just put that in and make it easy. Right. Because trying to make everything work right now is just too much work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's all clean. It looks great. Yeah. Thanks. Well, uh, now that we've spent most of the time talking about marketing, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, it, it's going to go where it goes. So yeah, I know I, I had a great conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Great. But I st- I'm not done. I want to talk, uh, for people that are listening or watching that don't know what, who the United way is or yep. what you do. Tell us about that. Well, <laughs> so how much time do we have? <laughs> Is the clock roll? I mean, there's, got... there's 87 programs according to the website. Uh, I hope, the, I, I hope the website is up to date. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so 87 programs. So if you think through, um, this is, it's a big trying to summarize what the United way does is like, I, I try to bring it down something smaller. I go back to being the marketing side. Mm-hmm. It's about you and the community saying, I want to donate. For me, I'm going to go with personal experience. Um, I think of when I was in the conference room at Clear Channel, just starting out, my paycheck was not big. And we all got together and they said, it's, you know, it's United Way. It's our, this is our campaign. We're, you know, we're asking anybody to make a donate. And the cards are in front of you and they say, you know, check off here and donate a dollar out of your paycheck. And you're like, I, I mean, it's a dollar. I don't know if I'm, you know, that's $52 <laughs> in a year. I, I might have gone somewhere else with that. <laughs> and you don't understand why that dollar would matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not until you... I, I always think back of like if I had known a little bit more when I was younger, I would have said a dollar. I should give five dollars. Yeah. That if we are all as a community, I, you and me, we're both supporting local and are always you mm-hmm. know locally geared. Yeah. If we as a community would all say, yes, I'll just give a dollar, or I'll give two dollars, mm. the effect that that could have on the community because we'd be all putting this money together into this cause, is that an organization like United Way can amplify that for all the other organizations it's working with. Okay. So it's the support we provide for funding for the food bank or for the Salvation Army or for Vera House or for Access CNY or for any of these programs. And this is going from, you know, basic needs like a food pantry to mm-hmm. 
education, to health, to workforce development, mm. to all of these other programs. It's not, United Way is not the one that's going out. We're, we're working on collaborations. We have 211, which is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, helpline, basically mm. health and human services. You call 211 on your phone, and you ask them a question, and I'd be surprised if they don't have somewhere to wow. find you help. Yeah. Um, there are so many different ways to get support and get help in the community. United Way is this easy way for you hmm. to say, I want to support my community. That's cool. It's, you know, we put this brand message together as local giving, local impact. Yeah. Yes, it's a worldwide brand, but it's all here. It's a no, it, we are a local nonprofit. Yeah. Decisions are make by, made by a local board. Hmm. It's driven locally in terms of the staff that's here. And we're identifying where the greatest needs are and putting, putting in programs that are going to help to serve those. Yeah. Um, I know, like, it's United Way of Central New York for this chapter, uh, so to speak. Is there a United Way of, like, New York State as a whole? Is it just separated into, like, individual areas, territories? It's really locally focused. Yeah. So we – you get some power from being able to communicate with other, other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's communication between, you know, United Way of Rochester, United Way of Buffalo, United Way of Albany. Like, they all have different names. Yeah. But, I mean, basically everyone under the United Way brand – we're all working together. We can all That's share cool. services. We can all yeah. communicate. It's, it's the power of being able to say, I can ask them, you know, who did the website? How did you make this program That's work? Cool. How did you build this piece? Like, yeah. what is the element? Could I give you something that we've done here that you could replicate in Buffalo? Right. Is there some, as there's something I can offer. Hmm. And that's where the thing is, it's not competition. Yeah. It's collaboration of, we can do things to make things work better. That's cool. Um, and that might just be, I mean, it might be a a system of just figuring out, like, how to identify needs. Yeah. Or it might be doing a study and figuring out across the state, like, hmm. the state of, you know, what it means to be living above poverty line, but not, still not being in a safe area. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, if you want to do some reading, go onto the website and look for, you yeah. know, or Google something about Alice. Hmm. Um, you know, it's more than I'll go into here, but it's yeah. basically the idea of, you are asset limited income constrained mm. that you might be above the poverty line, but you're one incident away from mm. having to be in a, to be in a very emergency situation. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, that's a large part of central New York is, you know, we might be working in, especially with COVID, mm. you know, situations can pop up for people and very immediately, very quickly it can yeah. change. And that's, we need to have support systems that are here in this community and that's what we're trying to support. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, every year we, for eat local, the first year we chose, uh, for the card, we donate 20% of all of the sales to a charity. And so in the first year that we did it, we donated to in my father's kitchen. Uh, last year we donated to helping hounds. And so this year we're going to be sending that donation to the United way of central New York. So uh, the card launches October 1st, and it goes, it's, you know, the card that's good for 2021, and 20% of every sale, which the card's $25, of every sale we're going to be donating to the United Way. I Thank you. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, it's, that's, I, I think I said before I came in, I don't think it's going to be a gotcha interview. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me. This is, that, that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you that we... Everyone at United Way appreciates that. Yeah. It's, you know, we really care. You know, it's, uh, you know, 
I, it's funny. There was a, a gentleman who I was uh, walking past, you know, the Delavan Center, like you don't really connect with everybody. It's such a huge space here. And so this one guy and we, you know, we don't have any curtains. And so people are always like, they see the microphone set up and they're like, what are you doing there? And so I tell them about the podcast and this one guy this past week, he was like, so you have a podcast. He's like, how do you make money? And I was telling him about the business. And I was like, but we, you know, we don't. Uh, nobody pulls a salary or anything like that. I get that question a lot when we're out selling the car. They're like, so you're not, you're a nonprofit. I was like, well, we don't profit anything, but no, we're not a official nonprofit. Uh, but that's really the point of the business is to a obviously drive support for now locally owned restaurants in the state. Um, and to be able to get them more business. And, you know, I, I've told the story plenty of times before on the podcast, but one of the things that really hammered at home for me when we first started was uh, a friend of mine who worked for a different marketing company. Um, and it was called, I think, Loop Loyalty. And Peter, great guy out of Rochester, um, he was talking to a restaurant owner and, you know, getting her to sign up for his thing. And um, uh, after the meeting, he called me and he was like, hey, I need you to go down here and talk to this person because... She's her restaurant's struggling. She could really use some help in the marketing world and, you know, just trying to get more customers. So I went down there and met with her and um, I was like, well, tell me, you know, how long have you been in business and why did you start the restaurant and yada, yada, yada. And she hadn't even been open a year. And I think she used to be like uh, something in finance. And um, she said, I started the restaurant because my friends and my family told me I made the best X. Mm -hmm. Right. I had the most delicious cheeseburger or nobody has ever had lasagna the way I make it. And so they always they kept telling me I should open a restaurant. And so I decided to quit my job and mortgage my house and do all this stuff to be able to open this restaurant. And now I can't get customers like she had a horrible location. Great food, but terrible location, terrible brand, not doing social well. And um, I said, okay. I said, well, here, let me show you how to run a Facebook ad. You spend $50 and run a Facebook ad. And, and, um, and she was like, I just spent all of like my last $500, uh, for marketing on this magazine, like Clipper magazine ad. And, uh, and I was like, has it run yet? She was like, yeah, it's been out for like a month and I haven't gotten anything back from it. And so I was like, okay, well, this is, we're going to show you how to do this and it's not going to cost you anything. And so that's why we do for restaurants. It's give them free marketing advice, you know, the food photography is free. The promo videos are free. Um, we do all that kind of stuff for free. And that's really where the money from the card goes to it's to, it is to buy this stuff, you know, the cameras and the gear so we can put out something that's, you know, hopefully produced well, but more, most importantly that helps, people in the community restaurant owner or charities or whatever i don't and you you're doing important work mm-hmm. i don't know if everybody's telling you that but yeah. this is important my mom does thank you you're and <laughs> your mom is right and my mom tells me she she, she thinks i do good stuff <laughs> yeah. so our moms are great i but it is i don't your friends come to town and you don't take them out and show them Applebee's right I nothing against Applebee's yeah but you you know our friends come in from New York and we say I mean we had a couple come in last year they mm-hmm. went to the fair they ate everything there and they mm-hmm. still said now we're going to possibilities <laughs> and, you know, good luck and yeah. they they were both bodybuilders so it right. worked out yeah. and they ate <laughs> pastas and then they the next day it was let's go you know where are we going for breakfast it was like rise and shine yeah and I mean they 
rise and shine portions are like it was exactly what, yeah. what they were looking for and i mean i also rise and shine has been a fantastic supporter yeah the whole thing is we want a community just like united way wants to make sure that this is a community that we support and we help to grow and we help to build and we have the services we need mm-hmm. you're doing something to make sure that we have the storefronts filled mm-hmm. it's very easy to see a time when uh, again, let's date myself here, but 20 years ago, mm-hmm. downtown Syracuse did not look like downtown Syracuse. Right. And I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I don't want to see storefronts <laughs> empty. I, you know, downtown committee, city of Syracuse, everyone yeah. has done so much to build this up. But I know what it used to look like. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what it could have, what it was, and now what it's become. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that bringing my wife back she came back and saw Syracuse Mm -hmm. and it was after being in New York and after it was when we got married, she was on the plane. We're coming home from Barcelona Mm -hmm. from our honeymoon. And she's like, I think I wanted to be, I wish I was going back to Syracuse. (laughs) I'm like, are are you sure? (laughs) I, I loved it, but she was living New York and was loving that. Yeah. But she was like, I feel like things have changed since when I was a kid. And I'm like, it has. Yeah. Like this Mm -hmm. has gone in this direction but there's nothing permanent about this. Right. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. And if you're not out there doing something to sell this to the community, if mm-hmm. we're not as a community supporting the local businesses, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. We can't say this is going on forever. Right. It's on us. Yeah. To our jobs to go out and eat every day, mm-hmm. somewhere local or every other day or once a week. Right. But make sure we're doing something to support. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thank you. And obviously yeah. thank you for, the donation for, you know, to offer yeah. to support United way. But I hope that you keep out there with this mission of, you know, telling the stories and doing the things locally because we need this. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Ray, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. why don't you tell people just real quick where they can go online, uh, Facebook or how they can get more information. You can go on Facebook and find United way of central New York or on Instagram. Uh, I'm not gonna get the handles cause I'm sure you're going to find them. <laughs> um, the, contest is going on so depending on when you're hearing this it is going on through the end of kickoff cookoff um which does end on september 8th cool um but they can learn basically everything at eatunitedcny.com slash 2020 awesome um and again if there's any questions i encourage you if you have a question about united way reach out to me um information's on the website everything is available yeah we are ready to help answer questions. Um, just happy for your support and happy for the, uh, the community to know about this. Awesome. And we'll have the links in the show notes for everybody or YouTube, wherever you're listening or watching. Thank you. Well, thanks again, man. Appreciate Thank it. You. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I can't tell you how much that means to us that you listen. Do us a favor if you haven't already and the platform that you're listening to this on has it. Subscribe to the podcast. just means whenever we release a new episode, you're going to be the first to know. And then also consider leaving us a review to let us know what you think of the podcast, because that means a lot in the podcasting world, those reviews. If you want to learn more about the kickoff cookoff from the United Way of Central New York, you can head over to eatunitedcny.com backslash 2020. We'll also put some notes about that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much again for checking out the podcast. We're going to catch you at next week's episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I know how it feels to be lonesome.
Spend most of my days having no one Dreaming you were out there shining in the sun Lonely soul hoping that they'd find someone Baby, I hope it'll find 